0: We are giving you the chance to win a full vehicle wrap from our friends over at Graphic Impressions. The lowest hanging fruit when it comes to building your brand is a simple vehicle wrap. If you talk to any entrepreneur with a wrapped fleet of vehicles, they'll tell you it's a significant source of leads for their business. And we want to give you a chance to win a vehicle wrap for free. To enter, all you need to do is hit subscribe over on our YouTube channel, which is Breakthrough Academy. It's literally that simple plus you'll stay up to date with all the best contractor evolution content which will be delivered right to your feed every week on april 30th the winner will be randomly selected from our new subscribers and will receive a vehicle wrap on us so when you get to our channel click subscribe and you'll automatically be entered to win Hey, for a super simple visual reminder of the six ways that you can activate your listening, which is what I discuss in depth in this episode, check out the framework that we've built. It's available for free as a download uh, using the link in the description of this episode. So print it out, put it in the office, put it in the car. It's a great thing to have nearby. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Contract Revolution. Benji here, as you can tell. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see I am in an undisclosed location. I'm actually in the Witness Protection Program. There's a lot of stuff that just went down I can't tell you about. (laughs) That's a joke. I'm on a surf trip in Mexico, but the demands of podcasting are such that once you start, you really can't stop. So we're doing a vacation pod today. Um, It's just me. No Igor. This is going to be a short episode, but it's one I'm really excited about uh, because this is a topic I'm super passionate about and it is active listening. Now, you've probably heard about the importance of active listening from other sources already. If you've spent any time in couples counseling or you've gone to a parenting seminar, you've no doubt heard all about why it's so important to focus deeply on your subject, why you need to validate emotions and feelings, and why body language is so important. And to be honest, I always worry that Topics like these come off as too touchy-feely, but I promise you, active listening is not some woo-woo, out-there thing that you do to make people feel better. It's an impressively impactful communication tool that smart entrepreneurs utilize in nearly every facet of their business. It's universally useful. It doesn't matter what size your business is, where you operate, what niche you serve, Uh, What unique strengths and weaknesses you, you and your business have, no matter who you are, getting better at active listening will make your business game better in more way than one, which is why I wanted to do an episode on it. Okay, so first things first, what do we mean by active listening? I think the simplest way to think about it is active listening is giving the person you're interacting with your fullest attention. It's where you focus on the message that's being communicated and you completely ignore that impulse to, to formulate a reply while they're talking. It's um, like it's the polar opposite of passive listening, which is essentially in one ear but out the other. Now, where you use it in the context of a contracting business like yours. Broadly speaking, anywhere that you want to get someone talking, you want to get someone expressing themselves, you want to get someone sharing. But more specifically, um, I thought of like four really important areas in your business that you would use this. So first of all, it's interviewing. If you're hiring a key role and you're peeling back the layers, probing, you need to understand someone better. You would use active listening there um performance coaching right if you're coaching an employee on a skill something difficult something you're learning for the first time and you want to give them feedback that they're going to actually do something with active listening is super important for that conflict resolution is a third so if you if you're not seeing eye to eye to someone um or people on your team or or are at each other's throat and you guys need to resolve the conflict come to a common understanding active listening is a Prerequisite for that. You're not going to do it without it. And the fourth place, um, place that I use it a lot is sales. Now, that's not an exhaustive list, but it's a really good place to start if you're trying to think about where this fits into your business life. So, why do we active listen? Why do we actively listen? Um, So, it does two things, okay? The first is it gives you more information to work with. Active listening. By definition, gets you a a whole lot more complete of an understanding. Uh, you get the nuance that someone is trying to convey. So let's think of this. Uh, let's think of the difference between passive and active listening in terms of something we all love: music. Would you rather listen to your favorite band on an underpowered and tinny sounding speaker, or would you want to listen to them through an exquisitely engineered noise canceling headphone? from some German company whose name you can't pronounce, right? It's obviously the latter. And why? Because you hear more. Instead of just being able to make out the general tune of the song, you can perfectly hear every single detail the artist wanted you to. So active listening is like that, except instead of listening to your favorite musicians, you're listening to your people, how they feel, what they want, what makes them tick. Now, the second thing it does, and I actually think that this is the more important part, is that it makes people feel seen and understood. Think about it. When you feel seen and understood by someone, are you not more compelled to listen to what they have to say, to trust, to follow them, to open up and be real with them, to give them your money even? We live in distracted times these days. Twitter, Instagram, the negative news cycle, about a billion other things have shortened people's attention span. Giving each other partial attention, listening halfway has sadly become pretty normalized. So when you give someone your fullest attention, you hone in on them, you're actually delivering a very human need that is becoming scarcer and scarcer. And as a result, the influence you have over them skyrockets. You you have them in the palm of your hand. Now, I wanna be careful here. I don't wanna come off like I'm trying to teach hypnosis or some kind of Jedi mind trick where you control people like a puppet master. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is in the context of working with people, when you need to make a deal happen, uh, when, you, when you want someone to open up, when you want to give your employees some valuable feedback that's going to be put into action, it's not what you say, but rather how you listen that lubricates these interactions and gets them to go the way you want them to. Remember this, people trust people who make them feel seen and understood, and that is why active listening is so powerful. Okay, so in prepping for this episode, I've come up with six core principles of active listening. These are things that have really, really worked for me um, over the years, and I'll try to explain them simply but thoroughly. Um, And I really want you to pay attention to how easy a lot of this stuff is. This is not some big, long, complex implementation project that's going to take you months or years. These are things that you can do right away. So the first is what I call intense attention. Intense attention means eliminating all potential distractions and honing in on your subject. So that means putting your phone on airplane mode or if you're on Zoom doing a digital meeting, you turn off all your notifications. Even a momentary check of the phone or glance at an email breaks your stream of attention and it's super noticeable. Think about how obvious it is in reverse when someone does that to you. So I always eliminate the chance I might be even inadvertently distracted by something. Another thing I found super, super effective is making a conscious mental shift. When I go into an interview, a sales meeting, or anything else that requires active listening, I tell myself inside my head, this is all I have to worry about right now. Nothing else matters except this conversation that I'm having. Now, this can be really hard, right? Before you arrive, you may have just received a text from a crew lead saying that your customer is irate because the new guy just broke something. Uh, you might be waiting to hear back on a huge bid you put out to tender. You might be thinking about the 16 other things that you have to go do after this conversation. You're a dynamic entrepreneur with a busy life and a lot on the go, but honestly, none of that matters. This is where the discipline comes in. If you want this to work for you, you have to commit to it and tune everything else out. So that's what we mean by intense attention. Eliminate distractions and hone in. Okay, so active listening principle number two, body language, eye contact, and verbal cues. This is like a three-in-one. Body language should be open, and facing the person you're listening to. That's pretty obvious. You just don't want to be like, you know, half facing them or your chest and face is looking off to the side. If you're seated down, for example, you wouldn't want to be like seated this way and looking at them. You you want to be facing them at all times. As far as eye contact goes, you should be looking at their face and, and really showing that intense attention. So, Like Obviously, you don't need to stare into their eyes the whole time like some kind of weirdo, but you do need to make occasional eye contact. Then look off to the side, then look back at them. Find a rhythm, find a flow that really works for you. But generally speaking, you should aim to be looking them in the face about half the time or or even a bit more than that. No staring off into the distance blankly. That's not good. Verbal cues, the third thing, really, really important um, these are those little in-between words that you sprinkle in to express that you're following along. So that would be like, "Hmm, yeah, totally." I say that one a lot. <clears throat> you might say like, "Oh, got it." Yeah, right. Totally. So it's like it's those little things that you interject between. Um, You don't need to do this excessively, but verbal cues are an easy way to show you're engaged and they motivate your subject to keep sharing. When you get the body language, eye contact and verbal cues down, you'll start to notice that when you that when you use them, people start they, they get on a roll, they really begin opening up with you. Okay, so the third one, I call empathize without judgment. When you have the opportunity to empathize with your subject's story, their experience, the truth they're sharing, take it. These little openings are massive opportunities to build rapport and trust. In these moments, it's actually not enough to just say totally. If someone is genuinely sharing something with you that you can relate to, You would say something like, I totally know what you mean. Or, yeah, I, I really get that. And then proceed to briefly share, briefly explain how the thing they've shared resonates with you. So you do this with some enthusiasm, some expressiveness, and you will have them feeling comfortable sharing more and more, which if you're interviewing, selling, coaching, or resolving conflict is exactly what you want. On the without judgment piece, this may be obvious, but it's worth mentioning. If you hear them say something that you don't fully agree with or you don't really understand um, or, or are even on some level not values aligned with, refrain from letting that flash across your face. A small like squinting of the eyes or a furrowing of the brow, or a tilt to the head is all it takes to make someone feel judged when they're sharing, and this erodes at the trust that you've built thus far in the interaction. So make sure your facial expressions are focused, they're intent, but they're neutral. Fourth thing I do a lot is called restating, and that's basically repeating back what you've heard for, comp- for confirmation. So what that would look like is, I just wanna make sure I'm getting this right. Or it seems like what you're saying is, and then you kind of paraphrase, you, you regurgitate back to them what you've heard. And they'll either say exactly with a tone of relief, which you want, or if they actually fully haven't flushed out the point, you restating it back to them gives them an opportunity to correct it. So sometimes they go, um, actually, what I really meant is, and then continue to elaborate further. Okay, so principle number five is something I call hyper-specific follow-up questions. One thing I do a lot when I'm selling in particular is I jot down specific details or phrases that I hear so that I can come back to them later in the conversation. Um, If someone mentions something important that I want to explore more, I'll note it down and then five or ten minutes later say, listen, I, I... I really want to come back to something you said earlier that I thought was super interesting. Can you tell me a bit more um, about what you meant when you said, you know, whatever it is, the thing that they said? Doing this has a similar effect as those verbal cues I mentioned earlier, but it's much it's much more pronounced because you're being specific. Like the devil is in the details, and if you're paying attention, they notice, Um The person speaking will actually feel on some level flattered because you're showing that even the minute details of their communication are not lost on you. It's like, it's like, man, this, this person really cares. When I was first learning active listening, um, I made the mistake of like getting too excited. So it's like overactive listening and I'd ask these hyper specific questions as soon as they popped into my head. But, what would happen is I'd actually disrupt their flow and cause them to lose their original train of thought, which had the opposite effect that I was looking for. So that's why I personally like to take little notes here and there and then go back to them. The other thing the gap does, meaning not probing right away, but giving them space to continue and then circling back, is it shows your attention span is long, You're showing that you're able to contain the entirety of their message in your mind. And then you're able, when you need to, zoom in for more nuance. So simply put, it just shows you're super smart and very switched on. Okay, the sixth and final principle of active listening I wanted to share is what I call dropping the need to reply. Most of us have a little voice inside our heads constantly chattering away. It's there when we're alone. It's even there when we're with other people. Uh, when we're in conversation, it's, it's not uncommon for that little voice to be formulating replies, responses, clever little quips that you want to put in. It's like, oh, they said that. I should, I should definitely say this next. You, you know the voice I'm talking about. A truly active listener is able to turn the volume down or completely off on that little voice. This is scary at first because we're all afraid of those awkward pauses, those, those silences. We're like, Oh, I better have something good to say next. I better have a, a great sound bite ready to go when this person finishes speaking, or else I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing. But the truth is, when we, when we're listening to this little voice, we're not fully listening to our subject either. And as, as far as the awkward pauses go, They don't happen because your subconscious mind is doing the work for you. Trust me, you'll have the words you need right in time. And in my experience, they're better, they're more thoughtful, and they're more intelligent than anything that little voice could come up with. Okay, so those are the quick hits on active listening. This is by no means the exhaustive list or the be-all end-all guide on this subject matter, but it is definitely a great place to start. Now, what you're going to notice when this is done well is that the speaking, persuading, encouraging, the coaching you need to do is a lot easier. People want to listen to people who've listened to them. The people you work with in whatever context you're using active listening will be more agreeable towards you and more influenced by what you have to say. So try this stuff during your next estimate interview conflict resolution, or coaching session, and I promise you, you will be super impressed with the results. Great communication doesn't start with fancy vocabulary or more persuasive language. It starts with active listening. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Contractor Evolution. Uh, If you've already subscribed to our channel, consider sharing this episode with another contractor who you think needs to hear it. Hey, for a super simple visual reminder of the six ways that you can activate your listening, which is what I discuss in depth in this episode, check out the framework that we've built. It's available for free as a download uh, using the link in the description of this episode. So print it out, put it in the office, put it in the car. It's a great thing to have nearby.